Hi, everybody. This is Neil. Thanks for listening to Brain Ladle Trivia. We had a few technical difficulties in our last recording session. So this episode is going to be a little bit hard to hear. My voice is a little bit too soft and Kel's voice kind of comes in and fades out. There's some echoing that happens from time to time and we apologize for all of that. We're still figuring some stuff out about how this technology works, but we're working on it. We hope you'll bear with us and stick with us and we'll be getting better all the time. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, where we ask the questions, we answer the questions, we are the questions. This is a special episode. We have our usual suspects. We have uh, we have Neil. Hello. And we have Kels. How y'all doing? But uh, this episode is really special. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I got a new mic. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. I got a great new mic. It looks so... Oh, Andy's here. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Andy. Hi, thanks for having me, Terry. I'm a big fan of fresh air. <laughs> Can we say that? No, we can't, actually. <laughs> but we are fans of Fresh Air. Hi, Andy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dave? I'm I'm great. Uh, you're a longtime fan of the show. All, all handful of episodes we've done. Right. I started listening to them yesterday. Nice. So I think I'm your longest fan. Yes. You are also one of our dearest friends. Oh, I know. And uh, a trivia head. Is that correct? It is true. I am a cornucopia of completely useless information. Which makes you perfect for this show. I'm not so sure. I've been listening to you guys. Um, I think I'm going to get beaten badly here. Well, you never know. It depends on the topic. And the topic today is what, Neil? Well, it's an interesting topic, I think. Um, When I found out that Andy was going to be joining us, I asked Dave what's what's Andy good at? And he said, music, especially the Beatles. And I thought, oh, I could do a pure Beatles episode. <laughs> but then yes. I thought, I don't know mm. that that would be very fell, fair for, for Kelvin. Because I wouldn't. suspect that Kelvin's not a huge Beatles fan. So I've got a Beatles episode that has very, very few questions about the Beatles. But it's all the questions are inspired by the Beatles, and I think you'll I think you'll catch on here in a minute. The first category. Oh, I should explain how the game is played. Well, do you really need to? Because we, ha- you know, we've got such rock solid rules that never vary from show to show. <laughs> in general, we have a, each show has a theme. In this case, it's inspired by the Beatles, uh, and there are six rounds of four questions each. Each question is worth ten points. And then there's a final question, which can vary in format from time to time. So, category one, revolution. Nice. Question one, a series of civil resistance-based revolutions have taken place across the world, mostly in the former Soviet Union states and in the Middle East, uh, since the 2000s. By what general term are these revolutions referred to as in the media? 
I'm locked in. I think there's actually two. I, I have the the correct answer, but I think there's another one that I'll that I'll accept that I've heard quite a bit also. I'm locked in with an incorrect answer. <laughs> I'm locked in with an answer. Okay, Andy. I'm thinking this is probably your the answer that's less correct that you're accepting, but I'm going with Arab Summer. Okay. Uh, I went with uh, Block without the K parties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good band, actually. They do good stuff. Um, I went with uh, the term spring because I remember I thought it was the Arab Spring. Oh, that's the one. That I'll, I'll give you half credit for spring because oh. there are there were the Arab Springs, but more generally they're known as the color revolutions. Oh, oh man! The yellow revolution and the red and the pink and the and the springs. Are also kind of uh, included. So I got five points for that. Yeah. Yay! And uh, Andy got how many points? So you got zero because spring okay. and summer are not the same thing. Thanks for clarifying that, Davo. We're all about precision here. Yeah, we want utter clarity. For for absolute clarity, Kells didn't get any either, but he did have the best answer. He had yes. Thank you. I was hoping that would be acknowledged. So the next three questions are all about the color revolution, various color revolutions. Uh, one of the color revolutions is actually not known as a color, it's known as the bulldozer revolution. It occurred on October 5th, 2000 in Belgrade. Who was the president that was overthrown that day? October 5th, 2000 in Belgrade. Those are your clues, Kels. Oh, really? Yeah. I was fishing for him. Sure. I'm locked in. I'm, I'm locked in. It's at least me. Huh? Oh. I'm suddenly remorseful about locking in so quickly. But it's a good answer. So, we'll see. Could one argue that the only good answer is a correct answer? No, no, a, I think Kells disproved that in a way. That's a very binary <laughs> point of view. You know? I mean, there's, there's shades of right and wrong. It's a gray world. I'm lacking incorrect again. There's no gray in trivia. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Davo. Uh, you know, I, uh, I went with Slobodan Milosevic. Okay. Andy? I went with Peter Tork from the Monkees. Okay. I went with Tito Santana. <laughs> The correct answer is Slobodan Milosevic, oh. hey. the former Yugoslav um, president. And war criminal. Question three in revolution. The Cedar Revolution was a Middle Eastern revolution in the spring of 2005 that led to the downfall of the pro-Syrian government. In what country did the Cedar Revolution take place? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Also locked in. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, this the nation's flag has a cedar tree on it. So I went with Lebanon. Okay. Andy? I went with Afghanistan, not knowing my flags. Okay. I surprisingly also went with Lebanon. Yes, uh, Lebanon is famous for its cedar trees, and it was the Cedar Revolution. This is going exactly as I had anticipated. Buck up, camper. <laughs> Want to know how I got to that answer? Sure. 
It's called a guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pro-Syria part was a clue because it's a country that's adjacent to Syria. Right. Uh, I, wow, guess. Yeah. 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 All that matters is that you got it right, right, not how you got there. Thanks, Neil. Okay, so the next one's a hard one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so let's warm up easy ones. I'm balls. The second EDSA revolution, or EDSA revolution, was a four-day peaceful protest in January 2001 that led to the overthrow of President Joseph Estrada. The protest took place in the capital's main street, which was is called Epifanio de los Santos Avenue. What country did this revolution take place in? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Egypt. Okay. Very well. I went because his name was Estrada, mm-hmm. and it sounded like the street was Spanish. Right. Um, I was thinking of my Spanish-speaking nations that had some political turmoil. Wanted to go with Colombia. Decided against it. Went with Venezuela. Okay. Else? I went with Portugal. You were. All in various wrong continents. <laughs> wow. I thought we were still in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, the correct answer is the Philippines. Mm. Wow. So, uh, quite literally, we were continents away. Yes. We couldn't have thrown a dart at a map and gotten close. Okay, so category one what are our scores? I'm I'm just marveling at how badly we did on that last question. <laughs> I want to go on the record that I know Beatles trivia about the Philippines. <laughs> if this was genuinely, would you have a nugget you'd like to share? Would you like to share a trivia nugget? Uh, on tour with uh, the Beatles, went to the Philippines, and that was when uh, Marcos was still in power, and. The Beatles apparently misunderstood an invitation or slighted the president or, or what have you, but uh, in either way, they were supposed to come to this big dinner, and they did not. And they woke up the next morning to find the people of the Philippines rioting against them, and they had to quickly be hustled out of the country, and they never returned to the Philippines again. Interesting. Wow. That's very interesting. By the way, the, the first uh, EDSA revolution was the one that overthrew um, Marcos. Okay. Well, the score is currently, uh, I have 25. Uh, Kells has 10, and Andy provided a wonderful trivia nugget. (laughs) Okay, it's going to get easier from here on out, I promise. Category two, baby, you can drive my car. Question one. What famous automobile engineer developed the Volkswagen Beetle? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I have no idea, but I'm locked in. Andy? See, now I'm second guessing. I guess I'm locked in. I went with Rudolph Diesel, but I believe I'm wrong now. I got to figure out who it might be. Devo? Well, my uh, encyclopedic knowledge of German car engineers pointed me at really the only answer, Daimler. Okay. Oh. Does he have a first name? I don't know. 
I just recataloged it with a last name. Yeah. I couldn't think of anybody. So I just went with Niels Bohr. Okay. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your second guess there? I'm blanking on his name, but the famous architect uh, of Hitler's. No. No. <laughs> but, but, uh, did he not have something to do with the styling of the VW? Uh, the bug? I'm not sure. Sh- I don't think so. The spear is his name. Now I remember his name. Uh, no, I mean, maybe you guys haven't heard of this guy. His name is Ferdinand Porsche. Oh. Are you serious? Is that Randy Bills? Uh, yes. An automobile engineer? Yes. Only if you branched off and you created something else. Mm. This is- all right. Wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe you can drive my car. Question two. Who was given the first convertible Beetle? Locked in. It was gifted. <laughs> That's scary. For a bonus uh, two points, give me the year within one year. I'm locked in. I'm locked in for both. I have no idea what I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, I think you were first. I'm going to say Adolf Hitler, 1938. Okay. Jayla? I said Adolf Hitler, 1940. Okay. Well, I'm the second. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put a year. Yeah, I mean, Andy kind of gave you a, a hint in the last round. Adolf Hitler was the the force behind creating the Beetle. He wanted to create a uh, a car for the people. And they made, they, it wasn't commercially made until uh, after the war, but they did make a handful in the 30s. Mm. And there was a convertible that was made, and the first one was given to Adolf Hitler in 1938. Wow, nice job. Andy. Finally on the board. Okay, question three. The Beetle is the world's best-selling single design of all time, car-wise, because it basically didn't change up until pretty recently. Uh, It sold over two and a half, or 25.5 million vehicles, but it's not Volkswagen's best-selling car which has sold well over 30 million over seven model generations since 1974. Give me any of the common model names of this car. The basic oh. body style that's been sold since 1974. I'm locked in. It's gone through, it's known by different names, both here in the US and across the world. This is 1974. When it was introduced, and it's gone through seven, hmm. seven generations since then. Oh, just out of curiosity, uh, Andy, what do you drive? I drive a Volkswagen, David. I see. How it comes in. Mm. Comes into play. <laughs> I'm, I'm lying. There is a test. It's German. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in. I actually drive a Volkswagen station wagon, which means I drive the people's wagon wagon. <laughs> uh, Andy, what did you get? I'm going with the rabbit. Okay. Well? I'm going with the Jetta. Else? Correct answer is either the Golf in most of Europe and for a brief time in the U.S. or the Caravay, which is, uh, I think, 
Mexican and or South American or rabbit. Ah. The Jetta is kind of a sedan version of the rabbit, but it's actually a different model. Okay. Oh, uh, Andy, that is the people's Wagen Wagen. <laughs> Question four. Advertising Age ranked a VW Beetle ad campaign as the best of the 20th century. What two-word phrase was used to was used in the campaign, which was designed to tout the advantages of owning a compact car over the muscle and luxury cars of the late 50s and early 60s? I'm locked in with the wrong answer. Me too. Locked in. Also locked in. Andy? Beep, beep. Okay, Dave. Farfig Nugan. <laughs> That's just one word. I was about to say, is it one word? No, it's Farfig and Nugan. That's how I wrote it down on my piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it's going to be. That's, that's got to be words. right. Yeah. Yeah. Kels? Oh, got juice. The correct answer is think small. Oh. Um, the original print ads would have would be basically a, a blank page with a small, small beetle with some small writing on the bottom. It was revolutionary for its time. It's, that sound of pain from Kells was great. How are we looking after round two, Dave? Well, uh, I'm still in the lead with 35, but Andy stormed ahead, stormed into the second place with 22 points, and Kells with uh, 20. No, I'm sorry, 10. I'm sorry. I miss. I'm like, you were generous with 10 because I don't remember getting any right. You got Lebanon. No, I meant like in the last. In the last round? Oh, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, you, you didn't do atrocious. so well. Yeah. You didn't do so well. That was my bad. So 35 for Devo, 22 for Andy, and 10 for Kels. Category three, when I'm 64. 64 is one of my favorite numbers. You have a favorite number? Why is that? Yeah, I've got a bunch of favorite numbers. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why. No, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you set me up. So it's the first whole number that's both a perfect square and a perfect cube. It's the sixth power of two. So it's got lots of uh, lots of powers there. It's the atomic element of gadolinium, which is useful for x-rays, green phosphors, and TV tubes. Um, Magnetic refrigeration is being studied for because it has a high Curie point. So, you know, that's pretty cool. 64-bit uh, computing allows our computers to address up to 16 exabytes of, of memory. And it's the ASCII value for the at symbol. And where would we be without the at symbol today? Probably happier. <laughs> I was told there wouldn't be math. There's no math. So this category is about the number 64. Question one, the Nintendo 64 was released in 1996 with three games. One was Super Mario World 64. Don't write that one down, Kells. <laughs> Another was a Japanese only release, which was a virtual shogi game, which is a kind of Japanese chess. What was the third game released by Nintendo on opening day in 1996? I'm locked in. I am locked in as well. I don't know if I got to lose, I'm locked in. 
Pick those. What do you got? Oh, I went with Mario Kart 64. Okay. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Devo? I went with Star Fox 64. Oh, better answer. I went with Dig Dug, which is not a good answer. <laughs> but it's the only one I remember playing on my Nintendo 64 back in the day. That, that's a good game. I like Dig Dug. That was an Atari game. I thought it was an arcade no, game. It was an arcade game, but I, I played it on Nintendo. Um, the, 64 uh, the 64 or the original Nintendo? Oh, actually, it's probably the original. <laughs> yeah, because I'm 120 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all count back to me now. Yeah. The correct answer is Pilot Wings 64. I remember Pilot Wings. I remember it being one of the hardest games I've ever played. It, it wasn't this is really one of the hardest games I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beatles trivia. You'll be alright. This is not Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> it's inspired by the Beatles. It's the same thing. Beetle Nugget. The Beatles never played Nintendo 64. No. onion for you. I can see Ringo. I, I can see Paul McCartney playing with his grandkids. This one's. This question is music related. Oh, cool. Oh, so the Beatles. The 6-4 or 6-fo or sometimes just foe is mentioned in hundreds. <laughs> Sorry. Do you want to say it? No, I oh. wasn't ready for you to say it. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Please don't change the thing. Don't change the thing. Or the foe, as they say. Or the 6 foe. Yeah, okay. We, we take two. Oh, God. No, let's, let's keep going. <laughs> The 6-4 or 6-fo or sometimes just fo is mentioned in hundreds of rap songs. Literally hundreds, including at least 82 by the game. <laughs> what exactly is a 64 in that context? I am locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. There you go. I believe the 6 Four, the 64, the six fo, is a 64 Impala. Okay. Andy? I, too, think it's a 64 Chevy Impala. Kel? 64 Chevy Impala. All right. That is correct. I'm not much of a rap fan, and I hadn't heard that, and I was really shocked to see how often it's referred uh, referred to. 84. The game the game. Well, you two well, he can is, be rolling in your six foe. And he's he's a, a Compton rap. He came up under Easy E. So I think Easy E was the first to cruising down the street in my, my six, six foe. foe. Smacking somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Committing violence against someone. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, the element with the atomic number sixty-four is gadolinium. Gadolinium is a member of which element group, which are actually fairly common in the Earth's crust? Did you say gadolinium? Gadolinium. G-A-D-O-L-I-N-I-U-M. What was the second part of the question? It's a member of which element group, which are actually fairly common in the Earth's crust? I'm locked in with a, an answer. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kels? I'm going to transition to metals. Okay. Andy? I went with just metal. 
I don't know if that's an element. I'm, I'm a history teacher. <laughs> um, the science wing is on the other end of the school, and they don't allow me in there. I went with metal as well because I like that kind of music. <laughs> well, the clue was the ones that are fairly common. The answer is the rare earth metals. That was a clue? <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> mm. Would have been correct if I would have just said earth, wind, and fire. Uh, no. Okay. It, it, it's also one of the lanthanides. So. Oh, oh yeah. I tripped over one. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Lantern, yeah, on the tip of my tongue. Maybe if you say a rare earth, wind, and fire, you might get it. Yeah, yeah, that's why she got one. <laughs> that's a Japanese import. <laughs> Huge in Japan. <laughs> the one in Japan right now. But just in case you were wondering, the rare earth metals are actually pretty common. It's not that they're actually rare they're just so spread out amongst all of the dirt that they're hard to get to so it's uncommon to find a big deposit of them you have to filter them out among all the rest of the, the earth so that's why they're rare mm. <laughs> i thought it was interesting. that's a very it's a very juicy nugget Okay, here's a history question around 6-4. Oh, boy. Andy. An event that happened on June 4th, 1989, is known in China as the June 4th Incident, or just 6-4. What is the event better known as in the West? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. You said this was 89? Yep. June 4th, 1989. What's it known as in China? Six, the four. June 4th incident or just 6-4? Or 6-fo. Or fo. I don't... Or fo. <laughs> <laughs> if it was in Vietnam, it would be the 6-fo. <laughs> well played. Ooh, that was great. <laughs> 89 Batman came out there. I don't remember much. <laughs> <laughs> After Batman, it's all, all I got is Batman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, who needs I was turning forty years. But the Batman. <laughs> Gonna feel really bad about this, but I am locked in. Hey, what do you got? I went with the Batman premiere. Okay, Dave. Uh, Tiananmen Square. Andy. Tiananmen Square. I thought that was way before '89. Some reason. It was 1989. Depending on the source and time, uh, the numbers changed over time, and depending on who's telling you, there were either somewhere between 160 people or 10,000 people who were killed. I'll give you a hint. The government is the one that, the Chinese government is the one that had the 160 people number. Hmm. Everybody else in the world is closer to 10,000. 10,000. So just to clarify, it was a, a protest, but June 4 indicates the day they cleared out the square? Is that the... Yeah, that's, okay. that's the date that had the big showdown in the square that 
the army came in. I believe this army came in and cleared it out. That's when the actual massacre happened was on the sixth floor. I had that way happen way earlier. So after round three, Devo, where are we at? Uh, Devo has 55 points. Andy has 42. And Kells has 20. Okay, next category. Paperback writer. Yay. This is all about authors' pen names. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> you see, the Beatles also had a song called Paperback Writer. Right? Which I could tell you all sorts of trivia about. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not what we're doing here. Well, again, I didn't think that would be fair to, to someone like Kelly. I really feel like that would have been fair. Paperback writer. I have not. I got, oh. I got hey, Jude. We still have to talk about your Pink Floyd gaffe, by the way, in episode 30. I heard. Yeah. Well, I, I could tell that hurt. <laughs> oh, was man. Why'd you bring it up? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have. That, that's, that's dirty pool. That's getting in your head now. Are you yeah. shook? I'm not shook. It's more anger. Really? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think he's shook. I think he's shook. Question one, a paperback writer. Robert Galbraith. Credited for writing novels including The Cuckoo's Calling, The Silkworm, and Career of Evil, is the pen name for what massively best selling author? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Mm. Dang it. Yeah. I'm going to kick myself if it's who I think it is, but I thought this first. Yeah. I'm also locked in with the wrong answer. Okay, Kelsey, what's your wrong answer? Ringo Starr. David, what's your wrong answer? I don't know if it's wrong, but you said massively successful author. Massively best-selling. Best-selling, yes. The first name that popped into my head was Michael Crichton, but then I thought of a different answer, but I wrote down Michael Crichton, so... Okay. G- given all that a- explanation, <laughs> Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. <laughs> Andy, I went with John Lennon because Paperback Writer was written about <laughs> John Lennon releasing his first book in my own right. So is that right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. You'll get no points for that, but it was. Beautiful. I know, but it's that's just, a great trivia. This point's a saving face. You're you were correct in that you all had the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer was J.K. Rowling. What? Really? Yeah. She's written three uh, kind of detective thriller novels under the name Robert Galbraith. It didn't take people very long for, for them to figure out who she was, but she, I think she's still publishing. She just published one recently, uh, the last few months, I think. Did people figure it out because it turned down the detective story? It was all because of a wizard <laughs> that had gone rogue? Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are these books received? Did, did you find that in your research? Uh, I didn't look. Because that sound because her writing style is very distinct, and I don't know how you do a thriller in that writing style. Like I, um, who I was actually thinking of was John Grisham, 
but apparently I too am old. So, do you know why she uh, uses her initials instead of her name? No, because um, people don't know she's a woman. Yeah, she she didn't think that a book about uh, a teenage boy written by a woman would be as well received. So she decided to use initials, but she doesn't have a middle name, so she used her grandmother's middle name, her middle initial. Huh. That's good. A couple little nuggets there. That's all sorts of nuggets. Question two, the paperback writer. What author, known primarily for suspense slash thriller slash horror slash fantasy slash sci-fi novels, has written over 100 novels and has used many different pen names, including David Axton, Lee Nichols, and Brian Coffey? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in. I'm, I don't feel it's right, but hopefully that's still. Andy? Ray Bradbury? Oh. Dave Oh, that's a great answer. I want Dean Koontz. Kels? I was my, Dean Koontz was like my second. Uh, I just went with King. Kells, should have come with your second thought. Correct answer is Dean Koontz. Oh. Dean Warren Koontz. He has he's sold over 450 million books. What? Wow. It's, wow. That's insane. Question three. What is the name of the fictionalized author of a series of children's books written by Daniel Handler? His most famous series Locked in. Sorry, Andy. I didn't, I didn't mean to say wow. it. I didn't mean that to say it as fast as Davo does. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rude when Davo does it, but it's, 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 it's just flat out mean when I do it. I'm sorry. I I am locked in with an answer that is completely wrong. Let's, let's hear it, Andy. Dr. Seuss? <laughs> well, that was a pen name. Not the one we're looking for. And actually, that one, you know, that one might... Apart from the fact that I actually said it was written by Daniel Handler, that almost fits yeah. all the criteria. Except that's not names. his real name. <laughs> Tell us what he got. I went with R.L. Stein. Oh. I went with Lemony Snicket. Yeah, I, was, I gave you the guy's real name. I was looking for the pen name. It was Lemony Snicket. A series of unfortunate events. Mm. And Reddit The show is very good. The Netflix series is very, very good. It's on season two on Netflix now, I think, with mm-hmm. uh, Neil Patrick Harris. There was a movie with um, Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Board games, video games, all kinds of games. None of which I watched. That's it. Goosebumps, right? Eh. Question four What was the pen name of Eric Arthur Blair? Uh, born 1903, died 1950, who was ranked by the Times as the second greatest British writer since 1945. His adopted last name has become an adjective that could describe many aspects of today's government. In what year? 1903 to 1950. Um, he, was, he was ranked by the Times is the greatest British author since 1945. So, and he died five years later? Yeah. Wow. 
basically they're saying he was the greatest post-war author. British author. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. George Orwell. Andy. George Orwell. Charles. I didn't know this. So I went with the Earl of Sandwich. It is not the Earl of Sandwich. It is George Orwell. The term Orwellian has come to to denote an oh, attitude of an attitude and a policy of control by propaganda, surveillance, misinformation, denial of truth, and manipulation of the past. He wrote nineteen eighty four, right? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really, I think, his only two novels. Definitely his best known. The only two I'm aware of. I, you know, I was stuck with Machiavellian. That's why I asked the years. Yeah, but the years don't fit. The years don't fit at all. All right. After question, after round four, Devo with the scores. Devo with 85. Andy with 52. And Kells with 20. You can't leave them open, my man. You gotta. You're a fourth quarter quarterback. Yeah. Most of the greats are. Category five Helter Skelter. A Helter Skelter is an actual thing that's mentioned in songs from a lot of diverse bands, including Genesis, Enya, Merle Travis, Oasis, and Megadeth. Known primarily in the UK, what exactly is a helter skelter? I'm locked in. I'm not sure about it, and I will be very interested to hear the correct answer, which is basically telegraphing that I've guessed. I'm locked in with the guess. He finally asked. Uh... <laughs> Notice I very carefully didn't mention the Beatles as singing about it. I'm locked in. Andy, what do you mm-hmm. have? Uh, it's a it's a it's a game where the the it, you have this piece that goes on top and goes down this roundy slide thing. Okay. Charles? I went with the shady looking apartment building. Okay. Devo? I went with a a riot. Like, a riot. Okay. Um, I'm going to give the points to Andy. It's actually an amusement park ride. Okay, see, I I was torn because there's two versions. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I can see them making like a home home version that you can play with. But basically, it's kind of a big conical thing. You go inside climb up ladders, and there are slides that go around the outside in a spiral. Oh. It's called a Helter Skelter. Neat. And there's also a a weird little game where these silver marbles just mimic that that amusement park ride, and I couldn't decide if the song was about the game or the ride. I I think it's about the ride. Okay, that makes sense. And So I never really thought much about what the song was about, but then when I heard that... Looked at the lyrics again. You could probably share the lyrics with us. Um, it, it, you know, it's it's not one of my favorite songs. It's off the White Album. Um, 
you get up to the top, you slide, you go for a round. If you go for a ride and you go for a round, you get to the bottom and you get in line, you do it all over again. Yeah. Wow. Those aren't exactly the right lyrics. But That's really the gist close. of it. Hmm. And that uh, nugget, that was uh, Paul McCartney was really, really competitive. That's a late periods uh, Beatles song, the White Album. And he wrote and recorded that song specifically because he was getting irritated about rock critics saying the Who and the Rolling Stones are a much harder rocking band than the Beatles. And he wanted to prove that the Beatles could do a song in the vein of the Who, specifically. He was competing with the Who. And, and also his daily on album is uh, uh, Back in the USSR, which was a song to prove they could do a Beach Boys song as well. If we had a whole game on Beatles trivia, <laughs> probably doing a little bit better right now. The rest of the questions in this category are about a series of events that have happened in Southern California, uh, revolving around Charles Manson. Question two: Charles Manson and some of his family were invited to stay in the house of a drummer for a well-known Southern California band. Where they all dropped acid, had had orgies, and spread gonorrhea. What now? Yep. Okay. What band's drummer was Manson's generous host? I'm locked in. Locked in. Um, I, I'm locked in. Yeah, let's go ahead and disappoint you all. Yeah, I went with the mamas and the papas. Okay. I'm back, guys. Yeah. Davo? Uh, the Beach Boys. Andy? Beach Boys. Was Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys? I'm not sure. The Mamas and the Papas had a drummer. I believe that was a session drummer. Yeah, I would have thought that they just—they were just a singing group. Yeah. Not, right? not a full-fledged band. So they were a band. They just didn't have. They, yeah, they didn't have a drummer. They have. In fact, Jimmy Page uh, like has has done some of the guitar work for the Mamas and Papas because he was a session player oh. before he got rolling with Zeppelin. Another wrong answer for me. Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're moving on. Question three. Sharon Tate was one of the people murdered by Manson's family. Who was her famous husband who was in Europe at the time? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> I want <with> Robert Mitchum. <laughs> Excellent guess. That would be, that would be awesome guess. Andy? Uh, film director Roman Polanski. Uh, Roman Polanski. It was Roman Polanski. A few years later, he left the country for good for different reasons. Yeah, a question about that. Is that a question that got that one? <laughs> Uh, question four. If this award-winning musician and producer had attended the Polanski home on the night of the murders, as he was planned, as he had planned on doing, we might have a different all-time best-selling album. Locked in. I think I might get that one. Yeah, I'm fairly confident about that one. I'm locked in. I think it's a wrong answer, but... Maybe we should try locking in with the right answer. That's a try, but you know. Got it. Locked in. Oh, wow. You want with Schroeder from Charlie Brown, too? 
I did go with <laughs> He could make that stupid toy piano rock. <laughs> the keys were painted on, and he was able to do a symphony. Come on. Guys, El Guy was special. Dave? I went with Quincy Jones. Andy? Quincy Jones. Cal? Quincy Jones. Cal was excited. He thought he was going to get this one on his own. Yeah. Open so, for it. You want to explain why that question fits him? Uh, well, Quincy Jones produced the Thriller album. Oh, for one was... Michael Jackson. I wasn't sure that was still the best-selling album of all time. Yeah. Wow. Still up there. That's how I think. Studio album, too, because what the Eagles' greatest hits is, sing, and it's a compilation. Yeah, that's how I was able to figure it out. Though I have to admit, I could come up with his name, and I was uh, remembering the video for Live Aid. And that's, <laughs> so I, I'm kind of going through the video in my head, like, saw his face at the record, like, oh, yeah, now I remember. What was. What's our score after question after uh, Category 5? Well, uh, after Category 5, uh, Dave O has 115. Andy... Perfect four for four on that one is up to 92, and Kells has 30. It's like letting your little brother play Super Nintendo with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of, going through this, I didn't really realize it at the time, but this is actually kind of history heavy, yeah. more so than I thought it was going to be. And I didn't actually know that Andy was a history teacher at the time, so... That was Quincy Jones technically isn't in a lot of the textbooks, believe it or not. Should be. I know, it's crime I'm trying to fix. I'm teaching AP U.S. History where we have 527 years to cover in two semesters, so... I have to edit some things. Though, though we did get Bootsy Collins. Well, that's the important of, yeah, part. Well, yeah. the classes, so, you know, I'm doing it right. Oh, yeah, but that would do, Bobble. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it up just to hear the spot on it. Yeah. <laughs> Digs. <laughs> Category six. Hey, Jude. All wow. about America's favorite actor, Jude Law. You've got He's it. Scotty. <laughs> the song's about Julian Lennon. Come on. This is a series of, of tribons. I'm going to name three actors, and you name the movie that they were in. It's pretty simple. Well, I got any shadows. This is this category. Ooh. Question one Jude Law, Ethan Hawke, and Uma Thurman. Locked in. Andy, I'm terrible at this kind of question myself. I, I am also locked in. I'm. <laughs> All right. I... <laughs> All right. I'm going with one. <laughs> well, yeah, Andy. I, I'm just remembering <laughs> the tour de force. Performance Jude Law gave in Pulp Fiction. Um, you got one person right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like Uma Thurman was in Pulp Fiction. So Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I went with Gattaca. A Gattaca. It is Gattaca. Oh. <laughs> There's a part of me that's glad that I got that wrong. 
<laughs> Question two. Oh, can can we do a trivia nugget about Gattaca? <laughs> Gattaca. <laughs> yeah. The 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 title of the movie uh-huh. is just the you know the guanine adenine. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's the DNA pairs. Yeah, it's just the first. Oh, and it's just made up. Yeah, uh, Gattaca has also been called the most um, likely science fiction movie, meaning it is closest to real life, something that could actually happen. Really? Yes. It's kind of creepy. I have not seen this film, so it's, it's pretty a very good, good movie. It's pretty good. I'm gonna check it out. Question two: Jude Law, Hallie Joel Osment, and William Hurt. <laughs> Locked in. I apparently really like Jude Law. Yeah, you do. Apparently, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in with an answer. I don't think it's right. Uh, Kels? I went with AI, artificial intelligence. Andy? Uh, the, the sixth sense. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize um, William Hurt played one of the dead people. <laughs> Turns out they were all dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> If you're late to the cinema to see Six Sense, <laughs> <laughs> listeners beware. <laughs> AI. Good answer is artificial intelligence. Oh, and I've seen that movie too. I've never Why seen it. William Hurt in that movie. I've seen. He was a dead guy, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> good, good, good character. Oh, he's he's the, dead uh, now. The, the main doctor or scientist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Okay. Question three, Jude Law, Robert Downey Jr., Rachel McAdams. Locked in. No. <laughs> I'm going to lock it in and it's bad. I'm locked in. Andy? I'm going with the Beatles, A Hard Day's Night. Good Beatles trivia <laughs> answer for a Beatles themed podcast. We're not a Beatles themed podcast. It's a trivia <laughs> podcast. I like I've been misled. <laughs> oh, the chaplain. Okay. Oh. I went with Sherlock Holmes. Jude Long played Watson. Those are terrible Sherlock Holmes movies. They really are. Can I, I really just throw that out like there them. right now? Those are barely Sherlock Holmes. I'm pretty sure the category. <laughs> Well, dang it, it should be because then I'd remember. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those are awful. Question four from Hey Jude: We've got Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, and Natalie Portman. Dang it! (laughs) I'm locked in. No, you're not. I am really. I'm also locked in. I don't what? think I got it right, but I'm locked in. Jude is letting me down. I can see. Just take a sad song and make fair, it better. It's fair to say you're letting Jude down. <sighs> He'll never forgive don't, me after this. Don't let Jude down. <laughs> <laughs> take a, a sad song, Dave, and make, make, it, it, better. make it better. 
<laughs> Just remember, remember to let him into your heart. Let him into your heart. <laughs> let Jude Law into your heart. Let Jude Law into your heart. <laughs> oh, man. Cole, Nicole, what? <laughs> Natalie, who? She was in Star Wars. You know, Academy Award winners. Yes, yeah, there's a couple there. Yeah. I'll let you guess which one is it. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't be dissing Jude Law like that. Well, the Academy is dissing Jude Law. Well, the, well we can get into a whole conversation. <laughs> I'm locked in. What do you have, Dave? Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I want what closer. Andy? Black Swan. Jude Law played a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Nicole get me, boy? I'm starting to feel like you got another ballerina. <laughs> I feel like you guys aren't taking this seriously. Cold Oh, they're even on the movie poster together. <laughs> I didn't know Nicole. What, what, I can't think. I of was the, thinking of Renee Zellweger. Yeah, well, she starred in there. She's right? the main, the main character. What? Nicole Kidman's in it. <laughs> no, I didn't. I hadn't seen the movies. So I haven't seen surprised. it in a man. Let me double check that. No, that, as soon as I, well, I think about Cold Mountain. I think about oh. Renee Zellweger. Oh, I think about Winter's Bone. That's that's what enters oh, my mind. Oh, yeah. Just... yeah. I've read that book, too. It's a good book. Really? Movie Well, that was a very important category for you, Kells. Well, you know, movies. Yeah. I feel better with movies. Than six foes. Or foes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the final score before the final question? Final score before the final question. Uh, Davo has 135. Mm. Andy has 92. And Kells roared back into contention with 70. Game. It is a game. So make your wagers. This next round is a little bit different format than we've done before. It is the lightning round. I've got 10 Beatles related questions. Like I insects? hope it's the insect. <laughs> Just to crush Andy. Ten <laughs> questions. Oh, uh, You'll have to determine what kind of beetles they are based on the context. What's my score right now? 92. You're 92. I'm at 70? Yes. And you're at 135? Yes. I'm, I'm locked in with a wager. So am I. I am as well. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to read the question. Pause for a few seconds while you uh, write down your answer. And then I'll move on to the next one. Here we go. On the lightning round. Question one. How many members of the Beatles have been knighted? Got my answer. True or false? Beatles make up around 40% of all described species of animals. Question three, what comic strip takes place in, in Camp Swampy? Question four, the largest beetle is named after which biblical Philistine or Philistine, depending on how you pronounce it? It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Question five. What is the name of the area of Central Park named after a Beatles song?
Question six, how many of the Beatles provided their own voices on The Simpsons? Question seven, what type of beetle was sacred to the ancient Egyptians? Question eight, what meaty German city did the Beatles cut their teeth in before they hit it big? Question nine, who directed Beetlejuice? Question 10 is kind of a gimme. Who was the original drummer for the Beatles? All right. That's down, Kels. <laughs> You're still, still scribbling there. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. How many members of the Beatles have been knighted? I went with two. Two. Three. Correct answer is two. True or false, beetles make up around 40% of all described species of animals. I went with true. False. True. False. Mm. It's 40% of all described species of insects, but uh, only 25% of all animals. Still a lot. Still a lot. There's 400,000 or so that have been described. They estimate up to 1.2 million What comic strip takes place in Camp Swampy? I had no answer. Beetle Bailey? Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, correct answer. The largest beetle is named after which biblical Philistine? Goliath. Don't know. Goliath. Correct answer is Goliath. What is the name of the area of Central Park named after a beetle song? Strawberry Field. Strawberry Fields. Asbury Park is Strawberry Fields. Question six. How many of the Beatles provided their own voices for The Simpsons? One with three. Two. Three. Correct answer is three. All of them but John. Oh. Where did, where did Ringo go? Oh, now I remember. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. What type of beetle was sacred to the ancient Egyptians? Scarab. 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 Scarab is the correct answer. What meaty, what meaty German city did the Beatles cut their teeth in before they hit it big? <laughs> I'm sorry, but Frankfurt. <laughs> I was about to say uh, Meatsburg, but it's, I, went, I went with Frankfurt. Okay. Hamburg. Hamburg. It's Hamburg. Who directed Beetlejuice? Tim Burton. Oh, I feel so stupid. I didn't know, but now I know. Tim Burton. <laughs> and number 10, who was the original drummer for the Beatles? I, I guessed Pete Best. Okay. Pete Best. Pete Best. Correct answer is Pete Best. I got exactly seven. Okay, Kels, you got seven. Andy? Um, I missed... Three. Seven, I got seven. Everybody got seven. Everybody got their points. So it comes down to the wagers. Oh boy. Man, I never wager. 
So how much did you wager, Cows? I wagered 69 points. One three nine. Andy, I wagered eighty five. Long black. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you a grand total of one seventy seven. Dave, I wagered ninety. Ooh. Showing <laughs> off. And that gives me a total of two twenty five. Congratulations, Dave L. You win the giant beetle. Yay! I guess. It's, it's not golden or anything. Oh, I, it's not gold. If I want a platinum, we just found it in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> it was over on its back. <laughs> oh, great. Well, uh, well, Andy, what do you think of the game? This has been a thrill. I appreciate you guys having me. Well, we're glad you can. We, we're glad you can join us, man. And you are welcome anytime. Oh, great. Consider it an open invitation to the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am Dave O. We, I think, are doing something called social media. Is that right, Kels? I believe so, Dave O. Uh, how does that work? Well, if you're on Facebook, you can check out Brain Ladle Trivia. Okay. And, and Twitter, I believe it's backwards. Aren't we ladle brain? We are I ladle brains. <laughs> why, why, are we ladle why, why, why did that happen again? Did yeah, what happened? Because I entered it wrong when I set up the account. You, you put first name last, yeah, <laughs> last yeah. name first. I entered it incorrectly, so therefore we are ladle brain instead of brain ladle. But at us anytime. Uh, we are also on the web in the old-fashioned way, Neil. Right? Yes, we are. BrainLadleTrivia.com. Outstanding. So from everybody here at Brain Ladle Headquarters, this is Devo with our wonderful guest, Andy. Oh, hey, I was waving. Yeah, wait, wait, waving doesn't really work. (laughs) Thank you again. And Neil. We'll see you next time. And Kels. Y'all be safe out there.